everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 116 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're talking about Thanksgiving, a time to gather with family and friends and think about the things that we are grateful for. So why are you thankful to running? How many times do you actually sit back and think about what you are thankful for and how running has helped you in your life with a sense of gratitude? This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. Okay, so in thinking about our podcast topic for the week, we are releasing this episode on Thanksgiving Day. So well, naturally here, here in America. Here in America. So here naturally my mind went to Thanksgiving and gratitude and being thankful and doing something surrounding that. Yeah, I mean, it just, it makes good sense. It's everybody's posting stuff on all their, their social media across the internet of like what they're thankful for, the top 10 things that they're showing gratitude for. And, yeah, and, and you can't wait until tomorrow when you start to get that group text that says, Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm grateful that you're in my life, right? Yes. But even even that group text, which I, I know annoys some people, like I've actually already seen some Facebook posts that say, um, for those of you that are sending the group text tomorrow, please leave me out of please it. Please remove me. You know, so people are already posting things like that. But even the people that send the group text, like even if that's you, like it's still pretty special to be included in that group text. Even if it's just, you know, someone going through their phone book and tapping on various contacts that they want to send it to, they don't have to send it to everyone because in all likelihood, they're probably not going to send it to all like 500 contacts that they have. Right. They're probably not just selecting all. Like they've got, right. they've got random people in their phone. They've got mm-hmm. like a plumber in their phone and they're not putting them on the list. So yeah. they had to go through and select people. Exactly. And so, you know, just having that sense of gratitude and bringing that to your life and thinking about it, not only on Thanksgiving, but every day of the year. And, you know, the importance of gratitude has been something that has really been coming out more in the literature, in research as really a source of happiness for a lot of people and how gratitude is really a tool for a lot of different things in our life. Well, it's happiness. It's, it's satisfaction also. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, those two things kind of connect nicely with each other, mm-hmm. but um, showing gratitude for whatever you have then lets you see that you are in fact not that you don't want more, not that you're not striving for right. something better, but that you are in fact happy and satisfied with what what you currently have. Right. Kind of pulls you out of the comparison and puts you into a, a different frame of mind when you're going from, from a place of gratitude. Right. So today we're going to talk about being thankful for running and think a little bit about our running journey. Kind of take some time to reflect because I think that Thanksgiving is a nice time that a lot of people do take to reflect. I mean, Thanksgiving can be kind of hectic, you know, especially if you're hosting and you're trying to prepare a large meal for a lot of different people and you're making all the dishes. But I think it can also be a really great time if you just sit back and just reflect and enjoy the moment and just kind of be I think outside of the run, I've never had time on Thanksgiving where I've just sat back and reflected. What are you talking about? I'm the one that does most of the cooking around here. I know. I just still feel stressful through the entire day. <laughs> You've already started feeling stressed throughout the, the week leading up to it. So, you know, let's let's think about this right now. Like, let's think about our running journey. So. We want you to start by just thinking, what brought you to running? Because a lot of people get into running for stress relief, right? That's one one big thing. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, it's not actually why I got into it. It's part of why I continue with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's part. That, that's a good point too. Like maybe you didn't start that way, but that's one of the things that it brings to your life now. 
I started actually with, with running as a form of connection. Really? Um, I mean, I, it was to be part of the team. It was mm-hmm. like my family ran like the, it was, it was just sort of what we did. And it was, uh, it was a sport that I could do that didn't require hand-eye coordination also. <laughs> that was, that was helpful for me. It was also key. <laughs> at the time. So yeah, so connection is a, is a great way that people, um, do get into it. I think that's another one that people can find after they've gotten into it for a while. I mean, that would be more of my story. Like I got into it originally to try to lose weight and get in shape. Um, and through running, I've now found much more connection and friendships in my life and really true, true friendships and, and real connections. Right. So it's totally possible that whatever got you into it, that, you've almost sort of looked past that. You've you mm-hmm. sort of looked at it and been like, well, I've checked that box off and you've moved on to finding other things that are that are continuing to run. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to look back at why you started and be able to see like, wow, look at the progress I've made in that aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you're like, well, that's, that's just not really why I run anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely still run to stay in shape because I like you know, being active. I like being in shape. I also like, you know, make controlling my weight and, you know, the body and all of that stuff and, and looking strong and having muscle definition, like all of that stuff does matter to me still. So it's not that I'm completely abandoned that, but I would say that that is a little bit lower on my list of reasons that I run now. Like I would say now I do it more for the mental benefits. I do it for the challenge. I, I do it to kind of see what I'm made of, to see how fast I can get. Um, I do it a lot for the connection and for the friendships that I have with other runners. So yeah, what what you know what brought you into running might not be the reason that's keeping you into it. Right, but it's probably somewhere on the list. What's interesting is the longer you run, the longer the list of why you do it yes, gets. Yes, that's true. Like it, it really just keeps getting longer and like, well, I also do it for this. And I guess really, if I think about it, it's probably this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. Like the list just keeps growing. Right, because maybe you started by um, wanting to lose some weight or get in shape, and then you realized that running really did give you that sense of stress relief. Or you know, I know that when we've put posts up in our tribe before about why people run to try to kind of learn motivations, people will say like, I do it to calm the crazy, or I do it so that I don't, you know, kill my spouse or something, you know, jokingly. But it's one of those things that it really does naturally burn off a lot of that anxiety and stress and and, and things that can really get to you if you don't find it a productive way to, to handle them. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely am doing much better on days where I can get up and run or where I know that it's coming in later. Like, if I don't get up and run, I can still have an okay morning knowing that it's coming at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Like, that that works for me. Yeah, and a lot of people want to just challenge themselves, too, to, like, try something new, do something new, get get out of their comfort zone. I mean, I think that that might be something that comes along later for a lot of people. I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily the reason that people get into it but I think that most people once they've become a runner and accepted that identity and accepted the runner's journey um, that's kind of where they find themselves like starting to question what am I capable of yeah I mean that's in there I don't think a lot of people get into running like the first time that they're like oh let's do this for a complete brand new challenge why don't I start with a hundred mile ultra yeah but I like there, <laughs> some people might there are there's yeah. there's that one guy's got inspirational videos online he was like an ex-marine or something and mm-hmm. he was like I decided that I wanted to run and not just run I want to do like the hardest thing out there oh yeah and in order to qualify for this like crazy insane ultra the the race director 
character was like, we have to run a hundred mile race first. And he was like, Oh, okay. And he, he wasn't a runner. Like he, he was in shape because he was like ex military gym guy too. Yeah. And he was a gym guy, but cardio was not high on his list. He definitely would not put himself in the, I am a runner category. And he was like, Oh, I have to do a hundred mile race. Oh, well there's one happening next week. So I guess I should get some running shoes and off I go. Right. So it's possible. It is possible, (laughs) but I would say that's probably lower on, um, the, the likelihood there. So, you know, when you, after you think about what originally brought you to running, I also want you to think about who you were before you started running. What was your life like? What did your day look like? How did you feel as you went through the day? Like, what were your energy levels like? Your stress levels? Your happiness levels? What did your life look like before you started running? Oh, this is a good one. Um, Because I I think we've got plenty of listeners that fall into the category of on and off runners also. Or people who ran for years and then took a a little hiatus maybe and then came back. You know, maybe they had kids, maybe work got really busy and they they lost a few years and now they're back into it. So there's all sorts of ways to say what were you before you started running? Because it also could be what were you between bouts of running also? Mm -hmm. Well, I think if you think about it that way you tend to have a little bit more clarity around like the difference between how you feel when you're running versus when you're not running. If you've already experienced both, yeah. like before you run, before you ever jumped into your running journey, you didn't know what running was like and you didn't know what that brought to your life. So you really didn't know any better, but after you've already experienced it, then you can kind of know, like someone in our tribe the other day posted a great thing that I want to steal as a quote basically. And he's injured right now. Um, he's not able to run. And he said, the only thing worse than the pain from running is the pain that comes when I'm not able to run or, yeah. w- or being or wishing that I could run something yeah. to that effect. Yeah. I mean like mile repeats hurt, but does it hurt as much as that, you know, tendonitis in your knee that's preventing you from doing them? Yeah. That's letting you just sit on the couch. Yeah. Like maybe sitting on the couch hurts a little bit more in that when, respect. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd like to be dry heaving and sweating some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you think about, you know, who you were before you started running, then you can contrast that with who are you now? How do you arrange your day? How do you prioritize your health? Like, do you now prioritize your health more than you did? Do you now prioritize your running as an integral part of your day? Or do you just try to, like, get it in whenever you can? Or is that something that you have to schedule in? And because you know that you need to get your run in that day or your workout that day if you're, you know, doing strength training or some other sort of cross training, how important is that in your day? Yeah, does does your day actually sort of get scheduled around running or do you run if you can fit it in? If. Yeah. yeah. Like, are you still doing that? Is it, uh, well, I'll get a workout in if. Mm-hmm. If everything falls into place, then I can run this afternoon. And this is, you know, we're talking about a consistent basis here because there are always those days where life does get in the way. Like yeah, Tuesdays. Right. <laughs> Tuesdays. <laughs> There are those times when, you know, things happen. Like that's what happened the other day to me. Like I was scheduled for a strength session on Monday and I woke up much later than I was supposed to. And then I, my work meeting that I had went way longer than I anticipated it going. And so I lost my workout that day because after I finished that, then I had to just boom, 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 get on with the other things that I actually had scheduled on my calendar. And sometimes that happens, but that's just, it's not the norm for me. 
Right. And, and it happened because you overslept at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of threw the schedule off a little bit. Like that happens to me all the time if I oversleep and then I'm trying to rearrange things and figure out where else can I put it in. Mm-hmm. And so then I really do. I go through and try and work out my schedule of where else can I still put this run in. And sometimes it's a day that, that it, it misses. And then I think to myself, well, maybe I was supposed to oversleep that day. Maybe my body needed a rest day and it said, nope, we're going to sleep in yeah. because there's no way you can fit it into the rest of your schedule. Yeah. The universe gave you a rest day right. that day. And today's an off day. Right. Exactly. Because sometimes we schedule them in and sometimes they get forced upon us. That's just kind of what happens. So again, back to the, who are you now? You are currently listening to a podcast about running. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you for joining us. But Why? Like, why are you listening to a running podcast? Of everything that you could be listening to right now, you could be listening to music, an audio book, another podcast. You could just be listening to the radio. But why are you choosing to listening to listen to a running podcast? It's just the dulcet sound of my my voice. I think it is. Like, I, we have gotten multiple compliments on the melodic quality of your melodic, voice. Melodic, nice. Yeah. And the soothing calmness of your voice. Which is just the funniest thing because anybody who's <laughs> ever recorded themselves and then heard it back, their own voice drives them nuts. So for anybody to ever say, wow, you got a great voice, is just like, really? Are you, sh- you sure it's mine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember the first time we got an email from a listener that I was complimented- laughing so much that complimented your voice i was like watch it lady no i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding just kidding so okay so why are you listening to a running podcast and i'm thinking you know and i was kind of thinking about this question it's probably because you want to be more whether that's more like what does more mean you know you you're the only one that can define that but you want to improve in some way you want to grow as a runner and as a person, probably, and it you probably just it comes down to you wanting to live your best life, and you probably feel like running is one of the things that's going to help you do that. Yeah, I mean, for those listeners who make it all the way to the end of the episodes, you know that you get the tagline at the end of "Go out there and run your life." Like, have you started accepting that as well? I I like listening to this podcast because it, it sends me on my day with that message at the end, and then I can go take on the day. Mm-hmm. I think that's important, and I think that that's I mean that is really the inspiration for this whole podcast when we started it is trying to bring in the connection between running and our real life because running is a wonderful metaphor for real life and the lessons that we learn from running can really help us to become the people that we want to become so who are you working to become what is it that you want to achieve in your running and in your life and taking it one step further are you being that person now? If you want to become a certain kind of person, are you acting like that person would? Right. I mean, that goes to the whole, you have to be the person first. That's the, be the person that you want to become so that you can do the actions that that person has. And then you become that person. Once you become that person, you, you're going to continue to step forward. You're going to say, now, who do I want to be? Okay. Now I'm going to be that person. And you continue to work and move forward and forward on this. You pull this into your own life. You pull this from running into all aspects of your life of where am I going with this? Because there is, 
is the perfect parallels between running and life, which I didn't realize until I met Angie and she started telling me that there were parallels between running and life. I used to just think that running was running for the sake of running and you would get out there and sometimes it hurt and sometimes it's an easy day, but there was running and then there was life. And she was like, you realize it's like a metaphor, right? And I was like, oh, oh yeah, there I guess there's lessons in there. <laughs> Oh, come on. You knew that, that was before I pointed it out. Not in high school. <laughs> well, there's that's a whole different story of, you know, you as a high school boy. Um, it's a good thing I pro- we probably didn't know each other when it's you were a when, real when good we, thing we, we didn't know each school. other then. <laughs> Not just because of who you were, but also because of who I was. Like, we're very different people now than we were back then. But you really would have been drawn to that bright blonde hair. I would have, <laughs> yes. We've got to put some post- pictures up, like, more on... Uh, you did a post on, on your Instagram. Instagram, didn't you? Of, I did. Of some old photos of you running. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if you guys want to see some old photos of Kevin running in high school, you should follow him at on Instagram, at kevinbrown.rlr. You can see some phenomenal, bright, blonde It was epic. Hair. It was really, really good. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so then once you think about who are you now, who are you working to become? Now let's think about how is running helping you along that journey? What do you do now that you didn't do before? All sorts of things. I do all sorts of stuff that I did not do before. I actually pay attention to what I eat, mm-hmm. which is helpful. That's good. Um, but for a while I used running to not have to pay attention to what I eat. That's true. And some people still do. Mm-hmm. You know, some people have heard that before. They, they say that they run so that they can eat whatever they want. Yeah, I uh, the the major thing that I've improved, and I I don't eat so that I can run. I don't run so that I can eat whatever I want. I pay attention to my hydration so that I don't pass out on a run. That's helpful. Like I, that, without running, I don't think I would stay anywhere near appropriately hydrated throughout my day. Okay, so yeah, so you're a little bit more mindful then of of the choices that you make and how they affect you on the run. Right. What are you bringing to your journey? What am I bringing to my journey? Yeah. What's running bringing into you? Oh, so much. I mean, like, what do I do now that I didn't do before? So much. I mean, like, you know, making running and work, working out a, a priority and making it pretty much a non-negotiable in my day. And, and like I said, sometimes it does happen where I don't get it in. But for the most part, it's something that I need to do every day, both for my physical health and for my mental health. And it's just something that we now know, like as a family, that that's, you know, mom and dad both have to get our, our workouts in. And the girls know it. And I think that we bring that into our family life as well. Not in an obsessive way, because we don't, you know, we definitely want to you know, bestow like very healthy habits on our girls and not make it any sort of like obsession. And I don't, um, I would say that I I do bring more mindfulness to my eating for sure, but I'm also very mindful not to make eating and food too much of a deal because I don't want the girls to have some sort of complex. Right. And we're also not like forcing the girls to go out and run. Like the one chose to join a running club because she has friends that are in the running club. Well, and because she just wanted to have, go have fun. Right. She just, yeah. Like she, she had done it before and it's not like they go out there and are cranking out miles. Like they played tag the other day. Right. Like it's a completely different feel to it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, there is, it's nice to see when they're like, Hey, I want to go run, but it's certainly not something that we're going to force on top of them at, at all. No, no, definitely not. But, you know, going back to like thinking about how running is helping you along your journey, like, how do you now see things in your life? Like, how is that different? Like, do you look at things differently now than you did before 
you are a runner, how do you handle stress? Are you more mindful, not only of, you know, working out and eating, but just of other things in your life? Like Kevin, like what you just said, like hydration, you know, getting enough sleep, like those other healthy habits, like has the habit of running also affected the other habits in your life? I I find that running helps me sort of piece together things that don't seem to make any sense. Like, how did that happen? Why did that drop into my life? Where, where was the connection there? Mm-hmm. Um, and one, how so? well, one thing that, that really popped up as I was reading this outline, cause this is one that, that you've actually written out the outline for, um, is, uh, right after our, I forget seizure number, whatever I was, ha- there was one of my coworkers was driving me to work and I had no idea that he was a runner. Mm-hmm. And then we started driving and we would talk on the way into work every day. And right. he wasn't just a runner. He was an ultra runner, mm-hmm. like 50 or 100 mile races. That was his run. I'm like, so what do you do over the weekend? He goes, well, I usually do like a 20 and then usually like a 20 the next day also. Mm-hmm. I, and at the time, I was still sort of in this weird flux of like, uh, am I going to run? Can I run? Should I push my body? And the the thought of doing anything of crazy distance was just like, all right, well, you're nuts. Um, but I maybe I'll be able to get back and, and run a marathon at some point. Maybe I'll just I'll be a half marathon runner, like whatever it is. But now, like with a little space between this, I kind of think to myself, Okay, right post-seizure, did I get an ultramarathoner dumped into my life mm-hmm. for a reason? And what would that – like, do you have an answer? I, I don't know. Um, but it kind of opens up the possibility of, like, running without limits. Mm-hmm. Like, don't put any restrictions on yourself. Because most people – like, there are people that um, that I knew – were friends with him that had no idea that he was a runner. Mm-hmm. Like, n- not even that he was an ultra runner, but just, wait, he he wasn't, he runs? Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't even know that aspect of his life. Because yeah. it's just something that he does. It's it was, it was a thing that he did, but didn't try and draw great attention to him. And he was like, no, 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 that's what I do. I, I just keep going and running. I don't like the short races. I just like to see how far I can push. And... To have somebody try and, and bring that mentality at that point in my life where it was like, I just like to see how what I can do mm-hmm. was kind of at the time, I didn't realize that that was significant. But in looking mm-hmm. back, I try and find significance out of, of, you know, whatever it is that pops up. Mm-hmm. So I think it was very interesting that um, it just happened to work out that one of the coworkers that lived close enough that he'd give me a ride also ran and not just ran, but ran to see what he could do with his body. Yeah. I don't think there's any real coincidences in life. I think that there are people and there are things that are brought into our life for a reason. And it's up to us to actually figure out what that reason is and to recognize it as such. And sometimes it does take a while. Like sometimes, you know, like you said, at the time, you were just thinking like, dude, this guy's crazy. Like, what is he doing? Like, I don't know if I'll ever be there. And, you know, part of that was probably coming from some of the bitterness that you had. 100%. You know, surrounding the events and you you not knowing if you were going to be able to run at that level again or what was going to happen. And now looking back, you can see that. And I think that a lot of times that does happen. Like, looking back, we can see why different things were placed in our path or why different events happened in our life and and the lessons that we needed to learn from them. And I think that 
running is one of those things that definitely will bring those things to light and help to make us more mindful if we allow it to. Um, And I think that that's something that I've become or I've tried to become much better at recognizing those things as they come instead of just after the fact. Like when, when something comes into my life, when I'm presented with what could be seen as an obstacle, um, I start to question, why is this here? What do I need to learn from this? Like instead of seeing it as a barrier or an obstacle, I see it as a challenge or something that I need to learn. Yeah, something that you can learn so that you can then help somebody else by passing on the lesson that you gained because yes. you're not the only person that had this quote-unquote obstacle put in front of them. Exactly. You learn the lesson, you can help other people get through that wall because mm-hmm. it's not it's not a wall, it's, it's just a step. It's just a step to the next place that you're going to go. Yeah, I have a friend now that's... Um, you know, struggling with some fertility issues. And it's something that she is being very open about. And I was talking to her about it one day. And she, I said to her, I said, I I know that this is going to work out. And I know that, you know, it seems like a very frustrating thing to be placed into your lap. But I also believe that God, you know, the universe, whatever you want to call it, um, puts things, gives things to people that can handle them. You know, like you are someone that can handle this. You will get through this. You will learn lessons and then you will help others along their journey. Like, and it's hard to see that when you're in the midst of it sometimes. It's very hard to see it when you're in the midst of like all sorts of stuff. And you're like, this is, this is not good. This is a, a bad thing happening to me. So to look at, at difficult occasions, difficult situations in your life and say, this is a time to learn a lesson so that I can then go on and help somebody else. It's it's a real tough flip of your head to be like, okay, this difficult, very challenging situation in front of me, not only can I learn from it, but I'm going to be thankful for this situation because it's going to help me help other people. Right, exactly. And I think that that also ties into a, one of our other points here, which is how connected do you feel to other people around you and has running been able to to help you connect you know I mean I feel like those of you that are listening to a running podcast there's you're probably feeling some sort of connection to us especially if this isn't your first episode that you know you if you come back and you listen on a weekly basis and you download the episodes number one thank you you know we we really much we very much appreciate you for doing that and for spending this time with us every week but there's some sort of connection that you probably feel to us and if you're a part of our real life runners tribe on facebook like you probably are starting to feel a connection with the the people in that group too like sharing your running journey or just maybe reading about theirs maybe you haven't gotten the courage yet to share your running journey and if that's the case I really encourage you to make today the day that you do that like even if you just go into the tribe and say hello and say like hi I'm so and so and this is where I live and this is what you know my running journey has looked a little like like people in the tribe are so supportive and and that is the running community in general too like it really does help you feel more connected to those around you yeah if you go if you go into the tribe and type in hey this is where i'm at on my running journey the the overwhelm of welcome that will hit you all of a sudden yeah. you're like oh I I guess that is a friendly place to Mm -hmm. hang out in. Yeah, exactly. So next we'd like to just kind of bring it directly to the run, like bringing thankfulness and gratitude directly to your running because, yes, running is a journey. 
And running can help you in your entire life, right? And especially when you're thankful for it, when you start to just reflect. And I hope that you maybe even go back and re-listen to the beginning of this episode and just go through all the questions that we ask and maybe even take some time and, and write them down, right? Do a little journaling as you go through this episode if you know if you're out on your run or if you're in the car and can't do that now I encourage you to go back and, and re-listen to the beginning of this episode and, and maybe grab a piece of paper or a journal and just start journaling a little bit about your running journey and be able to you know say thank you and, and look at it with a sense of gratitude and realize how far you've come in your running so moving on directly to the run um, and bringing gratitude directly to your run let's just talk about you know going out for a run yeah, I mean, I I love the early morning run. I love the sunrise that I get to see on almost every single morning. It kind of depends on the time of the year. Sometimes the entire run is in the dark, sometimes it's not. But I just, I really love sunrise and sunset. Just, mm-hmm. I, I find them incredibly beautiful. So to be yeah. able to see that um, of the, the colors going through the sky mm-hmm. is, is amazing. You put down in the uh, in the outline here be thankful and appreciative of the beauty of the animals surrounding you and yet we're surrounded by crazy dragon d- dinosaurs running across the grass so <laughs> i'm a little surprised that you put down be, th- be thankful for the animals well i was thinking the birds you know sure. when I, when i wrote it down i was thinking birds so you know number 1 like when you're out on your run look at the beauty surrounding you. Look at the sky, like Kevin said. Like I agree. I love early morning running because I do love seeing that sunrise. And like a lot of times I see the sunrise as I'm driving home after my run or at the end of the run and knowing that I already ran five, six, ten miles, whatever, before the sun came up is a really, really good and accomplished feeling. And that definitely brings a sense of gratitude to my heart. I mean, you do a lot of your long runs at the beach, so you get to see a lot of... of I get to see the sun actively rising. Over the water, which is a pretty solid way to start your day. Oh, it is incredible. It really is. You know, just running along the beach like that and seeing the sun rise, like, just always brings a smile to my face. Yeah, it doesn't really matter where I'm at on my run. I... Every once in a while I'll hit a run and it honestly, it mildly annoys me if I know the sun is rising as I am running the other direction. Because you can't see it? Because I can't see it because it's coming behind me. Like I can start to see the shadow forming in front of me, the, like the really long shadow as the sun has just gone up. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm missing it. It's behind me. <laughs> like I need to turn left so I can see. There you go. So look at the sky. Look at the animals. I, I definitely was not referring to iguanas because <laughs> I really dislike iguanas very, very much. Maybe the turtles. Turtles and the birds. I don't really see turtles on my run. Oh, there's a, there's a loop that there's always turtles on. Okay. Or the little wrens, the little tiny ones that are so funny because... The little it, hopping ones? Yeah, because they'll just keep kind of... They'll fly like five feet and then land again and then yeah. fly five feet and land again. But they just keep going in front of you instead of just turning to the right or left and getting out of the way. I feel like squirrels do that a lot too. Like the squirrels will like run five feet ahead of you and then they're like, oh shoot, she's still coming. And then they'll run five more feet ahead of you and you're like, nope, still coming. And they're still, like, still just, coming. Just turn right and go up the tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just stop and listen to the sounds around you. I think this is one of the benefits of running without headphones also is just being able to, to notice the different sounds. Again, I was thinking birds, um, but it can be cars also. Like thinking about the cars around you one of my favorite things to do is to do yoga in the park on Saturday morning and this is in a park 
that is on a main street in our city and there are sounds there's cars there are horns there is you know fire trucks there's a lot of noise there was um construction going on literally one block away for Mm -hmm. the past like you know seven months which I think is finally done which is nice but there was construction noises and so trying to just wreck like be present to the yoga and to the movement and and the breath and all of that while trying to not necessarily block it out, but just allow it to be, you know, without any sort of judgment, without being annoyed by it. Oh, there's a bagpiper also that Good. that joins us a lot of a lot of mornings, which is a very interesting way to do yoga with a bagpiper walking up and down the streets. But, you know, it's just one of those things is like just noticing without judgment. Better the group of yoga people who are all getting their peace on than his neighbors. <laughs> Well, I think his wife comes and does yoga in the park, and then he walks the streets playing the bagpipe. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) So that kind of takes us to uh, peace and solitude, right? So number two would be like just to enjoy the peace and solitude of a run because that might be the only part of your day that you're actually alone. Right. It's funny that you put peace right after talking about all the, the noises that happen. But, I mean, on, on long runs, I'm constantly running around, you know, pretty decent roads. There's a, a few stretches where there's not a lot of cars going along, but a lot of it is just traffic all over the place. Right. And for the most part, it's still just, to me, it's peaceful because it's it's like white noise going. Mm. Except the other day where there was a giant truck that got cut off and it was probably like... 20 feet behind me like I was on the sidewalk it was in the lane right next to me maybe 20 feet I knew that there was a truck coming and suddenly it slammed its horn on oh that's so scary I peed a little bit (laughs) (laughs) oh things like that make me jump out of my skin sometimes I I leapt but like I could see it happening this truck (laughs) cut him off and the the guy in the big truck was like uh no you didn't and slammed his horn Oof. on it was so loud i leapt up in the air it was it was terrifying is it was that like a huge heart rate spike that you had too on your watch that day uh no the the watch was already screwing it was telling me i was at like 180 some beats per minute <laughs> so out on a run you really can have you know be alone and be alone with your thoughts and i think that we can choose to either attend to our thoughts or be an observer of our thoughts, which is kind of an interesting way. Like I saw a very interesting graphic the other day about like, you know, actually taking your thoughts and internalizing them and like letting them affect you with a sense of judgment or you can literally just be the observer of your thoughts. So the the picture, the graphic that I saw was on the left side, the, the guy, it was like a little cartoon guy and the thought bubble said... I am not enough. And then the the little cartoon guy on the right-hand side had like three levels of thought bubbles. And it was like, I am having a thought or I am noticing that I am currently having a thought that I am not enough. So that's the difference of having that thought and then like being the observer of the thought. Well, that's a, that's a really good way to go outside of your body, which is just a, an awesome running trick also mm-hmm. when you're having like a hard workout. Yeah. Of this is painful. No, I'm having a thought that this is painful mm-hmm. and now I can react to that thought and I can either agree with that thought or I can try and ignore it or I can try and come up with a new thought to go beyond that one. And just that, you know 
process of doing that just wasted like 15 seconds. Right. And so if you're doing <laughs> if you're doing repeats of one minute long, you just wasted a good chunk of time and you're almost done mm-hmm. ready to hit lap. Just by like psychoanalyzing yourself. Completely. Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing though. Like if you can just be the observer of your thoughts and try to separate yourself from your thoughts without judging yourself for for them, that essentially is the basis of meditation. That is what meditation is. If you've ever tried meditation or if you have a meditation practice, you know how difficult it can be sometimes. I know that when I've just tried to like sit and breathe and like I'll start thinking about a million things, right? I'll think about my to-do list. I'll think about what I did the day before. I'll think about what I have left to do that day. Like there's a million thoughts that are going through my head and they say, you know, as you sit there, just observe your thoughts and then let them float away on a cloud and I'll like, and then just go back to your breathing. And it's, it's hard to do that for me. Like that's, a re- like I have to really practice at that and it has basically I, I've, I've quit I'll just admit it like I know that I should be meditating more um, but I don't do it because it's not always easy to, to, to do it and find the time to do it right but you can you can put it into a run you can make it a run you can make it part of a run mm-hmm. um, but it's hard to do it if you also have um, I mean don't turn our podcast off you know you should listen to that as you're running but sometimes sometimes it's nice to have the time with your own thoughts I say just pause this for right now so if you're running right now <laughs> go ahead and pause us for you know a minute or two and just observe the world around you or observe your thoughts or, you know, reflect a little bit on what we've been talking about for the last half hour. Well, it's okay to have quiet time also. Um, like I took the girls to the library today. They both needed a new set of books as we're on, on break at school here. And so they're just cranking through the books. And on the way home, um, the little one asked me if I could turn the radio down. So I just turned the radio off because um, it was playing an ad anyway. And then it was just quiet in the car. And the two of them were silently reading, and I was just driving with silence on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I could have had the radio on. I could have put a podcast on. I could have done whatever. Normally, I have the no, radio you on. Couldn't. She would ask you to turn it off. Um, I actually had <laughs> headphones in the center console, so oh, okay. I could have. But isn't it illegal to drive with headphones? Uh, I think it's illegal to drive with two headphones. Okay. Um, I'm honestly not sure, but I, I chose to just drive with quiet in the, in the car. Mm -hmm. So then it was just, it was me driving with my daughters in the back seat as Mm -hmm. they read through their new books that they were super excited about. And, you know, and that was, but sometimes silence is exactly what you need. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you just need that silence and a a run is a really great time to, to get that when you're not listening to us talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, So yeah, so you can just enjoy the peace and solitude of that run. Um, Number three, feel and appreciate the strength in your body, okay? So this is the third way that we are um, suggesting that you can bring gratitude into your run. Just feel and appreciate how strong you are. Yeah, focus on the strength. Don't focus on on a comparison of what you're not able to accomplish that day or on that week or whatever. Just focus on your current strength and how awesome that is. Yeah. And realize how far you've come. You know, acknowledge yourself. Like maybe the workout that you're doing that day doesn't feel great. Maybe you're do, hitting some, some speed repeats or maybe you're going on a long run that you haven't hit that distance in a while or ever. And realize like, oh, I'm going out for a six-mile run today this is the first time I've ever done that and then instead of like focusing on how much it hurts or how tired your legs are or your breathing is not good be like wow like 
you know, a year ago, I couldn't even run a mile or I couldn't even run three miles, whatever that distance might be. And here I am today running six. Like, how awesome is that? Yeah, here I am. And and maybe your first thought was a complaint. Right. Like, oh, man, my legs are really feeling tired today mm-hmm. because you're in the eighth mile of your run. Right. And, and a year ago, you were like, oh, maybe I should run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I this past Saturday, a couple friends of ours just hit their first 12-mile run ever because they're training for their first half marathon in a couple of weeks. And so they just hit their longest training distance ever. And I was like, girl, that is awesome. Like, you know, so like, appreciate that. Celebrate that because – every step of your journey deserves to be celebrated and she's like oh it was so hard and I was like yeah it's not it's supposed to be hard like it was yeah that's the first time you've ever run that distance like you're not supposed to feel awesome the first time you run 12 miles like you keep doing it and it's going to feel better but congratulations like appreciate where you how far you've come in the last year yeah I mean it it may be a struggle but like you say not just appreciate like you can celebrate these things Mm -hmm. like yes there's there's a race coming where someone's going to put a medal around your neck but it's not going to be a successful fun race unless you also did that 12 yeah you know and that 12 wasn't great until you did the 10 Mm -hmm. and you had to slowly build your way up to that one also like it's it's been a path appreciate all the stepping stones Mm -hmm. and when it hurts you can tell yourself that that is your body getting stronger. Like that's kind of goes back to reframing the the messages that your body is sending you and re you know taking control over your thoughts. But being thankful and saying, "Wow, like yeah, my legs are sore right now, but that's my body getting stronger." And be thankful that you're even able to do that right now because there are people that can't walk, that can't run, that cannot do what you are doing, and there you are doing it. And just to like try to flip your thoughts from pain and suffering and not feeling great to gratitude and thankfulness, that can really completely transform your run. Oh, 100%. And if if you struggle to reframe that by the time you've gone back and forth and back and forth and this is terrible this is awesome this is terrible I'm thankful for it again 30 seconds have passed and mm-hmm. that interval's almost done <laughs> there you go <laughs> all right and then finally like in order to bring some more gratitude to your run surround yourself with friends and genuinely connect with them and because the running community is so supportive like we mentioned earlier like and even if you don't have running friends that you can run with in person you can connect with people virtually and like we've mentioned in the episode already we have a Facebook group um, called our real life runners tribe and we invite you to come be a part of it because it's an amazing place where there's other real life runners that are just sharing their journey they they talk about their runs for the week they talk about work workouts they ask questions they're not sure you know people that are injured like it's just a bunch of runners that are doing the same thing and trying to get better and supporting each other along the way which is the best of runners right and i'd argue it's one of the best of of people when you get a group of people that are just actively supporting each other Mm -hmm. that are cheering on everybody's wins that they're not like oh that person got a win therefore i have to get a loss like it's just a group of actual supportive people Mm -hmm. so if you're coming in come in with support come in ready to cheer everybody else on because that's that's what the group is all about yeah and if that's what you're putting out into the world then guess what you're going to receive yeah exactly you know it's the same thing it's like if you put it out there that same thing is going to come back to you so if you lead with gratitude if you leave lead with trying to celebrate the wins of others then those people are going to turn around and do the same for you and that just leads to a beautiful circle of gratitude and support and community 
Right. I feel like the next one, next point that you have here, I should say, well, talking into a mirror here. Um, if you're already in the group, uh, actually interact. <laughs> um, actually, feel free to, to write things, ask questions, comment on things, participate in the group. Um, you know, actively participate. The more that you interact with the group, the more connected you will feel to that group. Right. Exactly. Like you can, you're only going to get from the group what you put into it. So if you're just in the background kind of reading everybody's posts, you're not going to get as much as if you were actually commenting and interacting. Like even if you're not sure, who cares? Like just jump in and see what happens. Yeah, it's one of the things that I really like about, you know, actually going off on runs is especially on long runs where you feel like you're going for a while by yourself because I do all my long runs solo. I like passing people on the sidewalk and saying hi or good morning or whatever it is. I get a I get a physical lift from that. Sometimes I actually, you know, I see somebody coming at me and I get almost like butterflies in my stomach of like, I'm going to say hi to this person as I run by. Mm-hmm. And then I say hi and I feel lighter mm-hmm. for, you know, depending on how, how many miles I'm into that run. I feel lighter for several steps afterwards because you have this connection to another person in the world and that, that lifts you up. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you can see them coming and you, you say hi with a wave and you see them actually smile like if there's ever enough time that I say hi and they say hi back and there's a connection there of hey these are two people out here running and that's and that's something sometimes that's that's enough yeah I agree so we're gonna wrap it up here with kind of bringing it back to gratitude as a whole and and having gratitude affect your whole day. So we started with thinking about your running journey as a whole and how running has affected your life and using those questions to bring gratitude and thankfulness to running as a whole. So you can think about, you know, being thankful for running your running journey and what it has added to your life. You can think about gratitude on each individual run, trying to notice the things that you can be thankful for each and every day that you are out there on a run. And then let's take it just outside of running, bringing gratitude to your daily life. Like, because gratitude is one of those things that spills over from one thing to the next, because it is a practice. Like it is an active daily practice for you to cultivate gratitude in your life. Right. If you, if you start your day with a workout or a morning run or whatever it is, and you are grateful for that, then it is going to set you off on the day on the right foot. Yeah. If you wake up and no pun intended. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Definitely pun intended. I always intend all of my Um, so if, if you start the day with gratitude, even if you don't start the day with a workout, if you start the day with gratitude, it's going to lead to a good day because it just keeps tumbling forward. It starts, it starts the snowball effect of positive, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's really how you want to start the day. Yeah. And so if you can start that with your run, then great. And if you start gratitude with for something else and that can spill into your running you know it's like one thing they're, they're not independent of each other they are there to help just make you a better person make your life better make you feel you know better for for just being you and for the the world around you I mean really that's the whole point of all of it isn't it Yes, it all it all kind of pours together, as you have taught me that running and life are in fact interconnected to each other. <laughs> so we have a challenge for you, and that is for at least one week, we want you to write down at least one good thing about each and every run that you have. And I want you to physically write this down. So if you don't have a running journal yet, 
go get one. And if you don't want to start a running journal, just grab a sheet of paper. Like if it's printer paper, loose leaf paper, whatever you might want to do, and just keep it in your purse or your wallet, fold it up, whatever you want to do. And maybe that'll inspire you to get a running journal down down the road. But just for one week, commit to one week, write down one good thing about your run. Because even if maybe the run didn't go as well as you would have hoped or if you didn't feel as great on that run as you would have liked to, there's always one positive thing that you can gain from every run. Yeah. Maybe you, you had to cut that run short, but you know, on the positive note, your shoes won't smell as bad the next day. <laughs> that was my positive the other day. That your shoes won't smell as bad? I, I had to cut my run short. I was cramped on time and I was like, well, at least my shoes won't be quite as offensive. Well, your shoes are already pretty offensive. Oh, man. I don't know if one more mile would have would have changed that. <laughs> so after you write it down, I then want you to go back and read it again and allow yourself to feel thankful for that thing, whatever it might be. And then let's see how that affects the rest of your day. Like, let's see if just that one simple act of writing one good thing down about your run will affect the rest of your day in any way. Start the snowball and watch it roll. And speaking of gratitude, it's now time to move on to our Runner of the Week. Yes, it's the Runner of the Week. Everybody loves the Runner of the Week. So um, you want to do the drum roll? So this week's Runner of the Week is Gabriel Lopez. Congratulations. (laughs) Woohoo! Gabriel um, is part of our tribe, and he lives in Mexico, which is super cool. And he just completed his first ever 10K. He had um, previously to this only run 5Ks and was just um, just posted about completing his first 10K and was super excited about that. He also brings running into his family life and gets his whole family involved in it and shares all of that with us um, in the tribe. So, Gabriel, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. We appreciate all that you do for our group, and we are excited for you. And congratulations on your first 10K, and continue to get out there and run your life. We also had some questions this week on social media um, about how to become runner of the week. And basically, we like to just highlight different members of our tribe, like both of our Facebook group. And then if you are on Instagram and you tag us in your posts, we are at Real Life Runners. If you tag us in your posts so that we can see them, we love to highlight the wins of the different people in our, you know, in our tribe, the people that follow us, our listeners. Um, We are adding these things to our Instagram stories so that we can share the wins of all everyone out there, all the real life runners out there. Because real life runners is not just us. Real life runners is you. And this you know, podcasts and the Instagram and all of this stuff is created for you so that you, we can highlight people out there just like you that are real life runners that are using running as running as a way to take control and run their life. Yeah. If you tag real life runners, um, I mean, Angie's really good on Instagram, but even I know how to find that. And that is nice to see people that actually <laughs> tag us. So that's, that's a bonus. That's a, that's a good win. Yeah. So tag us at real life runners or use the hashtag real life runners tribe in your posts on Instagram so that we can find you because we love to see that and we love to highlight it because 
you guys never know who you might be inspiring with your posts. So it's so important. You know, some people I think, you know, make fun of like runners for like posting about every single run, but like you never know who you're inspiring with that post. Maybe, you know, some random high school friend that you haven't talked to in 20 years starts seeing your posts and, and thinks to themselves, oh, wow, that person's a runner. I never would have thought that that person was a runner. Well, if they can do it, I can probably do it. And, you know, maybe they go out and run for the first time ever or maybe they start eating a little healthier and maybe you don't even realize who you're affecting but it starts to you know spill over and affect other people and inspire them to improve their lives the way that you have right go out and and form a connection with people and it's hard to form a connection if you're not putting yourself out there yeah for sure so if you don't already please come over and follow us on instagram at real life runners Tag us in your posts. Use the hashtag Real Life Runners Tribe so that we can find you and uh, come connect. You know, get get yourself out there. And as always, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. We appreciate you. We appreciate you listening to us. And this has been the Real Life Runners podcast, episode number one hundred and sixteen. Now get out there and run your life. <laughs> <laughs>